and this is blasphemy. Like that's my favorite. When oh people, boy, people call memes I got blasphemy. Hit with that blasphemy so. M- Boy, I got hit with that blasphemy so many times. Oh, everything is blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy. How do you deal with it? How do you do? I know how we deal with it, but I'm curious how you deal with it. Have you ever gotten any haters in your comment section of your status or meme or video that you made? Karen just shows up and dedicates 30 minutes of her time going to war with you on your post for no reason. Why are people like that? How do you deal with it? How do you deal with haters online? Comedian Kevin Fredericks, a.k.a. Kev on Stage, offers his incredible insights on how to navigate through the rough waters of social media. I'll let Kev introduce himself here. My bio basically reads, just making videos for you to watch when you should be doing something more productive. And that's literally, I mean, I don't really take myself more, much more serious than that. Like, I just, I'm just trying to make people laugh, man. You know, the 10 minutes after work, when you park in the garage or parking lot before you go in the house or when you should be working instead you're going to blow off an hour and watch a podcast that's what i'm here to do it almost goes without saying that kevin is grossly understating himself and his accomplishments kev on stage is an accomplished stand-up comedian online creator and also businessman of over 13 years he has over 3 million followers online he has sold out national tours He has a merch company and has a comedy app that has tons of original shows and content. He even released a book that was number one seller before it even got published. I think it's due to drop in September. This guy has been creating amazing content for a very long time, and he definitely knows his way around the internet. So you might be thinking, what about me? I don't have a social media presence of 3 million followers. How do I deal with Aunt Karen in my comment section? Well, guess what? We're going to talk about it. It's Meme Lord time. Hey, welcome back to Meme Lord Monday. I'm your host, Matt Matias. Me and my buddy Mike have been making memes for years. And on this podcast, we interview Christian creators and influencers and help you find the meme and everyday life. This episode is brought to you by Cards Christians Like. Cards Christians Like is a party game with convictions. Way better than that other game. (laughs) My church and small group and family play this game all the time, and we always end up crying laughing whenever we play it. So get yourself a game today. And if you already have a game, guess what? We made an expansion pack that you can play. It's called Cards Christians Hide. And it's a little more close to that other game that we're talking about, but it's still appropriate for church and with your grandma and your pastor. So support us by getting that expansion. It's called Cards Christians Hide. The link for the game and our expansion are in the description of this episode. That's the shameless plug. Let's get on with the show. You got Instagram. You got the YouTube. You got the podcast. You got your own app. What else you got? TikTok. Let's go. (laughs) I'm totally killing it on the talk. Gen Z, watch out. Uh, millennials are, are here to stay. Oh, you're a millennial. I'm a millennial, yeah. That's what's up. I am also a millennial. I'm, I, okay, I'm about to say, I, I thought I could recognize myself in you. <laughs> like, you can feel the generational. I can know? feel it, man. There's a, been a disturbance in the force. Oh, man. So I'm I'm Hispanic. 
but I, I'm very East Coast. Like I lived in Philly, Jersey, you, you know, all that. So I can fool people a lot with they, people usually don't know what's what's going on here. But um, <laughs> I wanted to pick your brain a little bit because you recently put something on Instagram that had me literally on the floor where you were snapping at Netflix. <laughs> snapping. Oh, my stand up. Yeah. Yo, I was so done. Can we go there? Can we talk about that? We, we can absolutely talk about it. <laughs> he said, "N word." Finally, if he get if he gets <laughs> if he gets a, uh, a special on Netflix, it'll be called "N word." Finally, people are asking comedians without no special on Netflix. Why? You think if I knew, I why you ain't got no special on Netflix? They don't want mine. They don't want it. Why you another team? They picked other people. I want to be. You think Kevin Hart got Dave got outline another Dave Chappelle? They take his Instagram stuff and then put it on Netflix. He won. Let new on. I watch Netflix every day. Do I get a special? No. I done pay for all these months. My special is called finally. Finally, I ain't gonna have no jokes. Be like, what's up, girl? I'm dead homie. I told you, Polaris Anderson, third grade, said I wasn't gonna be nobody. While this might be really wild language for some of my listeners here, I understand what he's coming from. He is a black creator and he's been viral just about everywhere on every platform, but he still hasn't been able to reach the upper echelon of Hollywood like Netflix and primetime television and things like that. So Kev has actually taken things into his own hands and he's created his own comedy app. So rather than absorbing the hate, so to speak, he's actually been proactive and has made a great platform that has awesome black representation and highlights black creators that you probably wouldn't see anywhere else. Extremely funny and talented black creators. You're yeah. doing it. You're doing it. Like you got an app and you have your own basically streaming service, correct? Yeah. Kevin Sage Studios, business partner, friend of mine, my wife, my brother, you know, comedian friends of mine, Tony, Tahir, Angel. We all kind of working together to create, you know, content. And I don't even really want to say to compete with Netflix because it's not accurate. They are literally a billion dollar company in 250 million homes. <laughs> and we are not. But we are seeking to serve an audience that is underserved. And I think in that way, we are winning. Listen, I don't got to compete with Netflix to to be winning in my own life. I'm just doing what my purpose is. And there's nobody in that lane. I mean, that is amazing. I don't know yeah. anyone else is doing that. It's strictly comedy. For the most part. I mean, right now, strictly comedy. I think I'm you know, focusing on what I know uh, well. Obviously, I, as a content creator and as a lover of all forms of media, I'd love to create other stuff or highlight other people who are creating dope stuff. But as of right now, I'm definitely sticking in my wheelhouse of what I know well, which is comedy. That's amazing. Like if, if there's just an app that's just like, this is the funny app. Yeah. You can go like, yeah, there's comedy specials on Netflix. Cool. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's like, you can, you can watch like two or three and be like, okay, you know, this guy, this guy. But if there's a whole app that's about that life, I'm with it. You yeah. Know and that's kind of what we decided to focus on. You know, like, listen, you're not going to really compete with Walmart, Netflix, those people. You're not going to beat them in scale. Mm -hmm. You know, their budget, I think, is like $8 billion. Like, we can't compete with them on scale, but we can compete with precision. 
and we make a very specific thing. And in that thing, I think we 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 have a you know a dope thing that we're offering. And more of like the message behind what we're trying to do is we're trying to give opportunity to those who are underserved and underrepresented by traditional Hollywood. Mm. And for that reason, I think what we do is important. And and I'm happy to do it, happy to be a part of it, excited to see what we can do. That's amazing. The internet is more accessible than it's ever been. And with that has come an absolute pandemic of people addicted to pornography. This addiction statistically is affecting Christians and non-Christians alike. It's a problem. Porn is a human problem, but Covenant Eyes provides a human solution. Covenant Eyes helps you and the ones you love live porn-free through transformative accountability relationships. With Covenant Eyes, you choose someone that you know and trust to walk with you as your ally and to hold you accountable for your online behavior. Me and my friends use it, and I've seen it firsthand break the bonds of addiction in people's lives. This stuff works. It's so basically what you do is you download the Covenant Eyes app, it tracks the activity on your devices, and your friend, who's your ally, gets a victory app which shares your activity feed right to their phone. You and your ally will be able to celebrate victories together and have honest and caring conversations about your successes, setbacks, and triggers. Nothing works better than this. If you struggle with pornography addiction online and you're ready to see some victory in your life, download Covenant Eyes and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Try it out. I've gotten so many success stories from this app, and that's why I'm so happy that they've chosen to sponsor Meme Lord Monday. Again, that's Covenant Eyes. Use the link in the show notes of this episode and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Victory over addiction has never been easier. As a creator, I get it. You can totally be discouraged by the success of other people seeing these amazing, incredible billion-dollar platforms just go crazy and wild within millions of homes. But I think we should take note. If you are a creator and you're listening to Kev on stage, I think this is one way that you can deal with quote-unquote hate online or rejection online by creating and serving your own niche audience. This is what we're trying to do here on Meme Lord Monday. We're trying to serve Christian creators and we're trying to serve Christians to show that there is ways to consume really high quality Christian content, whether it be online or by other means like stand up, like what Kevin does. If you're not a creator, you should stick around and wait to hear what Kev has to say about dealing with other haters online, the ones that are in your comment section, the Karen. You're breaking new ground with this app, I believe, but uh, mm-hmm. what's what's the stand up scene looking like these days with COVID and stuff? Uh, I'm excited about stand up. I'm excited about comedy. I think now more than ever, there's there's more ways to be a comedian. I feel like when I was growing up, it was stand-up comedy and you were on TV, you were on radio, or you were on movies. There was That was it. I think now you still have all those options, but you also have podcasts. You can be a successful podcaster. You can be a content creator on any of the individual apps. You can be on YouTube. There's, there's more ways to express comedy. You don't have to be relegated to stand-up. I don't think stand-up is for everybody. Neither is acting or whatever. So I love that there's more options than just one because some people are just good at what they do and that should be celebrated. The meme for Jesus page, like that is a place where you can go and doggone have a good laugh. And it's for a specific group of people wow. that might not work as a stand-up comedy bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it kills for social media. So I, for one, am just eternally grateful that I'm growing up in the internet age mm. where where we have so many different ways to be funny and so many different ways to to reach people and distribute laughter. I'm just glad. 
man. So like I was going to say Christian comedy, but you, you tell me what your thoughts are on that, because I see you in churches, but I, I see you also not in churches. And, and like, I want to know about that tension there. If there sure. Is I think the best way to describe me is I'm a comedian who's also a Christian. And the reason I make that distinction, mm-hmm. a Christian comedian usually is known for doing jokes only about church and Christianity for church and Christians. Uh, I, I wanted to have more options than that. Mm. Uh, but I happen to be a Christian who loves church and Christianity, but I also think, you know, I, I, there's a lot of other stuff that I, that I find funny and I want to make funny content about. Um, I think by labeling myself that way, it allows me to be more of who I am and let people know what to expect. You know, now if I'm going to be doing jokes in a church then they're going to be appropriate for church, but if you come to see me in a comedy club, you know, and it's not that the jokes are inappropriate. It's just like, I'm a married man. I have kids. Yep. They didn't come here by the Holy Ghost. So I yeah. have jokes about that, you know, so I just don't want people to be mad. It's not that I'm going to change anything or anything like that, or I act one way or not, but it's just like, even if you're a super dirty blue comedian, if you get a gig for a corporate gig, you know, you're going to do a, your corporate set. If you get a gig at a college, you're going to do your college sets. Social media, because of the algorithm, whatever people sometimes get the same type of videos only. And if they don't follow you on all platforms, they might not even have a good barometer for who you really are. So if you listen to my podcast, The Love Hour, and here's the thing, that's the most close representation to who I really am. But the short videos that I post on Instagram, that is who I am. But, I, you know, I very rarely do anything too risque on those just because I don't want to get demonetized. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> listen, man, I was like looking up your stuff. And when I typed in Kevin on stage, the first thing that came up today was something about some booty <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Auntie- so somebody Yo. somebody commented on that. So what you saw was a, a clip from um, Ask Aunt Angel, right? So yeah. here's the thing that that show is is part of my creed. Like yeah. Angel is an amazingly talented comedian uh, who who to me has been largely overlooked by Hollywood. She should be on a TV show. She should have a network show. She should be in movies, but she's not. So on the she's not in the capacity she should be. Is what mm-hmm. I mean by that. So she had an idea for a show that she created and and it's on my app. And there's another show that she created that's going to be on my app. And to promote it, I took what was the most titillating title of the questions that she got. Now, here's the thing, Matt. I, 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 listen, people don't want to be truthful, but the yeah. numbers don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> right? I could yeah. put the first question that she actually answered on there, which was about, uh, I think somebody's boyfriend had forgotten his wallet or something basic like that. And that's not going to get the same interest as the question that I did put on there. But one of the first comments I saw was, Come on stage, put this on his thing. He's a hypocrite because he wasn't being Christian and then he allows it. And it's just like, first of all, I had a show that was very similar where I took the same kind of questions, but I just gave silly advice. Angel's giving real advice. But the thing that I always find interesting of uh, a lot of Christians, they don't want me to do this. But those same people watch every other show in the world that covers those same pieces of content. They've seen Game of Thrones, mm. Power, all, you know, Bridgerton, now. all this stuff. <laughs> but it's like, well, but you shouldn't be doing Well, what does it matter what I should be doing or should be doing if you're watching it regardless? Wow. <laughs> and I just I just think that's interesting. So kind of where I'm at in life right now is 
you can like me or dislike me, but you will do so based on who I really am. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna create a character that I think will appeal to people and will. I can't offend these people. I can't listen. I'm just gonna be who I am. I'm gonna offend people regardless of what I do. Even when I was only doing the playmaker stuff, which was basically Christian jokes for Christian people, hmm. they were still offended. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what I do. People are gonna be offended. So I'm just gonna do what I want to do because I've I've gotten a lot from Christian trying to make them laugh about church stuff, you know, because a lot of times, and I get it, religion is very sacred. People think every everybody's pastor falling is funny until it's my pastor. Mm. Then you are not a man of God and you don't <laughs> understand the scenario. <laughs> People, I've even seen that comment, Matt. You know, I usually laugh at these, but this is my pastor and therefore this is not funny. Wow. <laughs> but he's not somebody else's pastor. So him falling is still funny. It's adorable. That, I mean, yeah. running a Christian meme page, you know, you learn why people hate Christians. You just, you get it. <laughs> you get it. It's like, oh, this is why. Because you guys really suck. You guys really don't know Hilarious. how. It's how it is. Like, that's, I wanted to ask you because we'll do the most completely innocent meme about, you know, sometimes we'll even put just a Bible verse on it. And some dude in the comment is like, well, it says in this passage that if you create and you're mocking God, you know, we even have this one dude yeah. that said, um, this isn't Christian and I know humor. I have a clown tattoo. I know humor. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I have a clown tattoo. Literally have a clown tattoo. <laughs> and this is blasphemy. Like that's my favorite. When oh people, boy. People call me. I got blasphemy. hit with that blasphemy. So m- boy, I got hit with that blasphemy so many times. <laughs> oh, everything is blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy. How do you deal with it? How do you do? I know how we deal with it, but I'm curious how you deal with it. Listen, man, I just honestly, it, it's changed over the years. Now I, I accept that no matter what you do, someone's going to be offended. No matter what. Literally, I've made videos with my sons where they were kissing me on the cheek. And this is kind of when I realized this is a losing battle. Somebody said, this is why people's sons be soft. Oh, and I'm just no. like, who? and they were babies, man. I mean, I literally... One and three at the time, maybe two and four at the most, but I don't even think they were that old. And I was like, okay, it doesn't really matter what I do. People are going to be mad. So I just, I, I, I often, Matt, I ain't going to hold you. Sometimes I do stuff to piss people off. On <laughs> yes. That's me. Brother. I just don't. That's me. Yeah. Just be mad at me. Just, yep. I want to remind you that I'm not. Don't put me on no pedestal because I'm going to disappoint. I disappoint myself. So you think you're special. You think you won't be disappointed. I told myself, Matt, I was going to work out every day in March, right? Yeah. You think I worked out today? No. Mm. And, I, you know, it's 430. It's looking <laughs> it's looking dark out here. <laughs> did I have cheesecake at 7 o'clock last night after having dinner? <laughs> and then at 9 o'clock, did I have noodles, like ramen noodles that are 12,000 grams of sodium? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I disappoint myself all the time. Get in line, bucko. You ain't special. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Now my buddy Mike, like, you know, he's the type of guy that he doesn't want to offend people. He wants to be a people person. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't, yeah. doesn't want to poke the beehive at all. And I'm like, man, do it. Why not? You know, we get and we get the most engagement off the posts that, you know, are triggering, so to speak. Always. Always. It's the best. I love it. It's the best, man. I I listen, you and also, man, the thing I realized about the internet. Some people are just going to wake up and be mad anyway. 
just regardless. Some people just wake up and choose to be angry regardless. So, you know, and also the other part is whatever you do, right? You could, this video might make you happy and the next video might make you mad, but the people who are mad are almost always going to comment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You might be pissing off the same people every day or new people every day, but uh, can I say pissing off here, Matt? Am I in trouble I, with the beans for Jesus? Bro, you can say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Okay, so I edit this a lot. Here, I'm so. finna cuss. No, I'm Go for kidding. it, bro. Bro, I don't care. <laughs> I do a little, little, a little beep or something. <laughs> it's all good, brother. You be you. And uh, you know uh, that's, that's what we wanted the full Kev on stage experience. You know perfect. what I'm saying? Perfect. You're going to get it. So, did you catch that? Some of you listening might not be a creator. Some of you just might be minding your own business online, but there's always going to be that person. They're always going to be there. But just like Kev said, hey, I disappoint myself. You are always going to disappoint someone. We make Christian memes. People get upset in our comment section all the time. And Christians just so happen to have that special gift where they have to pick apart an exegete with the same fervor that they have with scripture, uh, a meme about, you know, a dog eating a donut or something like that. It's awesome. So yes, welcome to the internet. And don't worry, we're all, we're, we're all suffering with you. Sometimes what happens is instead of posting what we really want to post or creating what we really want to create, we fall into like a perfectionism so that we can avoid being critiqued or we can avoid the controversy within our comment section. We can avoid that Karen. But how do we deal with that? How do we deal with that immobilizing mentality when posting or creating online? Honestly, man, what I have kind of always, here's, here's, you know, this might be controversial. Go for it. I think the flaws in people who are striving to serve God are a better representation of Jesus and his love than trying to act like you are not in need of him. Mm. So I think a lot of times, and I'm, I'm no different. I, I used to be this way too. I had my value in how saved I was and that savedness was at other people's expense. Mm. So uh, now I think, you know, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God is a, uh, is it's not just a scripture. It's an, it's, it's the truth. Yeah. So I think in our in our failure, in our struggle, in our striving, um, we are a better example of God loving us through that. It's a better example of God and Christ than than in my perfection and my condemnation of my brother who's who's just struggling like me. Hmm. Man, that's that's crazy. Like you know how to actually preach, brother. <laughs> I used preaching. to be a youth pastor, man. And I'm oh. telling you, the thing that yeah, the thing that really connected with them and why I was uh, so loved and liked it because I, this is such a youth pastor thing. I kept it real, bro. We yeah. got to be real. <laughs> but like, I, I didn't hide my flaws. Yeah. I didn't say, I remember when I was a, a, a virgin and I was like, hey, what do you do when you want to have sex? They were like, pray. And I was like, cool, cool, did that. I, I still want to, now you know, what? like, and I, yeah, like take a cold shower. Okay, well now I'm just cold and horny. So none of this stuff is really helpful. But instead yeah. of just admonishing them when I was, you know, you pastor, I told them like, yo, I was 16 before and I was out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that that honesty was more effective than than uh, just straight condemnation that that made them feel like, I, you know, made them feel like that I was would have made them feel like I was holier than thou. So I've kind of just taken that same approach with life, even after I was uh, retired from being a youth pastor. That's beautiful, man. Man, I wish I would have had a youth pastor like that, brother. And I wish I would. Oh man, I was. I wish I would have been a youth pastor like that because I was a youth pastor <laughs> myself. Like, <laughs> I mean, 
I, I'm curious now, like, because I know the inner workings of, of like church hierarchy and yeah, you know, politics yeah. and stuff. But how did the senior pastor respond to all that realness? Well, listen, the, the thing that I told him before I accepted the position, I said, look, I'm only going to do this if I'm allowed to do this part my way. Yeah. Which might veer from what you teach and stuff. But I I can't just be, you know, basically regurgitating what you think because mm. I won't be affected. And if that's not okay with you, that's fine. I just, I, I, I won't be able to, to take this position. And he was cool with it. Um, he wasn't like, I, I couldn't just be like, man, you know what? The devil's cool too. You know, I was like, <laughs> I couldn't do anything like that. <laughs> but he allowed me to be honest with uh, my approach. And I basically was allowed to have kind of free reign to like uh, have my own messages that I thought was necessary. And, that, and I was really led by the kids. I was like, what do y'all need help? Yeah. What do you want to learn about? And then I'll study that. And then we'll talk about that. And I remember what was really when I was like, okay, I'm in for a lie. I remember they asked me if tattoos were a sin. And growing up, I was taught that for sure, you know, Leviticus, this and that. So I was like, let me just research so I can tell y'all how y'all are wrong. <laughs> and then I, there was like some youth pastors who were smarter than me who had did research and showed me a couple of things that I didn't know and how I uh, was kind of misinterpreting some scriptures because I didn't, you know, at the time I just took the scriptures literally and I wasn't reading for context. Who was the writer? Who were they writing to? What were they writing about? And things like that. So when I came to them and I was telling them like, yeah, actually, you know, from what the, the I can't tell you whether they're wrong or right, but I can tell you the scripture that I was going to prove to you that they were wrong isn't saying what I thought it was saying. Hmm. And they appreciated that like honesty. And that uh, true approach. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they all kind of got tattoos, though. So <laughs> I was like, crap. The tattoo ratio went up so fast oh, after yeah. that message. <laughs> Before we head out here, what, what can we promote? Uh, the most important thing that I'm working on is the Kev on Stage Studios app, which you can get by searching Kev on Stage Studios in Apple, Android, Roku, Fire Stick. The stuff there that is... Uh, got cussing says uncensored so if your spirit will be vexed stay away from those titles but other than that there's a lot of, there's a family friendly category uh, so come check us out if if you so please awesome awesome brother seriously this was amazing um, really appreciate the opportunity honestly like we're just our podcast is still at its infancy but I um, appreciate you guys even recognizing us of course and, man and you being willing to join us here so God bless you brother seriously thank you for the opportunity alright take it easy there you have it that's Kev on stage amazing creator incredible guy I encourage you guys to support him he just released a book called Marriage Be Hard and you can get the pre-order now the book itself will be coming September 13th so go and check that out. It's a marriage book that is both hilarious and insightful. The link for that and everything else he does will be available in the description of this episode. If you wanted to catch the unedited version of this episode and interview, you can get access to that as well as goodies and a whole bunch of other perks, special features by becoming a Supercast member. That Supercast supports us directly and will give you access to those uncut episodes and the backlog of episodes from our first and second seasons of this podcast. We have some amazing interviews in there that I really encourage you to check out. Also some housekeeping. The podcast is moving from weekly publishing to every other week. So you're going to see the next episode of this, not next Monday, but the Monday following. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys and I hope you have a great Monday.